best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. For all to hear. For all to hear. Good evening and Merry Christmas. Why don't you stand up and join us? We're going to sing a couple songs together. outside if you ask me but I'll take it well it's Christmas in the Antelope Valley so we're excited to have you here tonight 
you're new to Journey, this is kind of one of the ways we celebrate just a little special time we gather and acknowledge the fact that the world changed forever 2,000 years ago when a baby came into the earth. And so we're going to talk more about that tonight. If you're a guest here, just remember, we have services every Sunday morning, 9 and 10.30. We'd love to have you back. Now, how many of you are just here, you're like, you got family from out of town. You're here for just tonight or just this weekend. Anybody or just a time. We, we love having you guys. Welcome. <laughs> for those of you who are watching online, welcome. We do have a photo booth. If you want to take pictures of your family tonight, right out in the hall in the lobby, we have a little space that you can sit down, take a quick photo, take, use your own phone, take your photo, and then move on because there are a lot of folks behind you. Tonight's service, it's just going to be about 40, 45 minutes of singing, connecting, and remembering. And so tonight what we're going to do to start this off is we're going to have prayer. We're going to take up our evening offering. This is our Christmas offering. Every year that we take up an offering, it's one of the ways that we do what they did many, like 2,000 years ago. It says that the Magi, wise men from the east, came, and they presented the child with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you don't have any of those three, we take Visa, MasterCard. <laughs> No, seriously, we just want to say that if you're a part of the Journey family, this is one of the opportunities, one of the last of the year. So if you want to take advantage of that tonight, we're going to take up this offering as part of our worship. Ushers, would you come? And as you do, I'm going to ask God's blessing on our giving. God, as we take this moment to acknowledge the thing that happened in our world 2,000 years ago when you, you didn't send a hallmark. You truly sent your very best. You came in your own presence put on skin, lived among us, felt all what we feel, experienced all that we experienced so that you could then reach us as nothing else ever has. And we pray, Lord God, that tonight we would be reached, we would be able to open our hearts and receive from you. And tonight we also give back a portion of what you've given in celebration and thanks. We worship you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. As the ushers take up the offering, don't forget we do have restrooms at their hot spot as our information center is out to your right. If you'd like to know more about the Journey Church family and what we have going on, avjourney.com is a place online that you can get all your information. You can also sign up for a newsletter if you'd like to know more about what happens here week to week. We'd love to connect you. Now let's get back to the singing. Let's worship together.
God, and that's what we think. The best we can do is describe it as uh, holy. It's, it's unlike anything else we experience, anything else we have, anything else we can relate to. And, and when we take a moment like this, and we try to put infinity, eternal things into the capsule of time, and we try to wrap our minds around what you did, being the all-existent, forever God, coming and localizing yourself in, in time and place so that we could know you. And our response is to worship holy, holy, is the Lord God Almighty, and we celebrate you and worship you tonight. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, grab a seat. Take a seat. We're going to continue on here for a moment. I just want to know, for those of you who are here um, with somebody you are related to, I'm sorry. You didn't pick them. Most of them didn't pick you. Isn't it funny that family is just one of those kind of things? You, you didn't get to choose your family. You could pick your family um, if you adopt somebody. Otherwise, you can't pick your family. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And for some of you, that's a really wonderful thing because God just blessed you. You landed in the middle of like Disneyland. It's like always good. It's perfect all the time. Everybody gets along. You're just so happy. The Brady Bunch. And then there's the rest of us. And all of us come to life with some of these experiences that are like, for real, God? That's what you had in mind? I love Christmas. Christmas is probably one of my favorite times of the year. I love just about everything about it, except, I'll get to the exceptions. I love, I love the music. I love the change in weather. I love the fall. I love the fact that we have lights and we, we have the Christmas movies. I love the food and the parties. I love the decorations. I love that everybody comes together. I don't love them all. I don't love shopping. I don't love the rest of you being out when I'm out. I just, be honest, th there's a lot of things about Christmas I love, and there's some stuff I don't. But let me tell you what makes it really, really special. My family. And I'll just tell you that um, as the relationships go, so goes the season, right? I mean, if you've got a really good relationship with everybody, and you are just in harmony, everything's going good, then, man, the holidays are awesome. And if you're like the rest of the people, you've got some of each. You've got some of those really, really special people, and you may have come tonight with the person you have the most tension with in the world. You may be sitting just a few seats down from somebody that you would like to strangle, but it's Christmas. And you're going to have the best happy heart you can. But what makes or breaks Christmas season for most of us are the relationships. If there's tension or pain or challenge or dis distance, then it casts a shadow over the rest of the holiday. And I want this to be a special time tonight. I want it to be a special time tomorrow. I want you guys to have a great life. And family connections are so powerful and they're so important that they can make or break what you experience. Where else can you totally be yourself? Where else can you let your hair down? Where else can you walk around in your holy underwear, Dad, and, that, and not get criticized by everybody and laugh out loud in your face? But... There are those things that we do as families that you just couldn't get away with anywhere else. There are things we wear. There are, I mean, has anybody else seen you like your family? Has anybody else heard you like your family? Does anybody else experience you quite like family? You can't hide from family. And, and so sometimes that's to your good. Sometimes it's, it's not. When my kids were first, we moved to the Antelope Valley. As my kids, two of them were going uh, into high school here, they were just... They were experiencing school here in the AV for the very first time, and the school that we picked for them um, 
had one driveway that everybody funneled into for the most part. And the day I took them to school for the very first time, I was in my great big old, old, old F-350 Ford pickup. It's a dually. It's, you know, it's, it's got four doors. It's monstrous. It's ugly. It's hideous. But it's what I was driving that day. And they were in the car. And of course, what happens the moment we turn to pull into the driveway? It conks out. I mean, out, out. I mean, it's like sitting there blocking all lanes of traffic, and here are my kids watching everybody else pile up and start honking on their first day of school, climbing out of what should have been like a taco truck, and just looking and walking in humiliation onto campus. Sometimes you can't pick your dad, guys. Sorry. Sometimes you experience things in a family that you, couldn't get, you just couldn't get anywhere else. Like last night, we, um, we have a large family, but we have a lot of extended family. The whole kind of front area here is all connected to us in some way or another. And we are, we are there last night watching Christmas movies and just kind of enjoying a little bit of the time. And somehow we got laughing about some things and we decided that we would try this thing. Anybody else ever heard of the floss dance move? All right, somebody's got to be able to do that. I mean, because last night we got to practice it. And I'm telling you, I'm the only one in the family that's got the moves. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just, hoo, 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 hoo. And, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm just telling you that you have to be really, really close to me to get that. And it took us a half an hour to quit crying, first of all, when we saw each other do this. But um, you go home and try it. I'm just telling you that only in family do you get, you get to see and experience those kinds of things, right? You get to laugh together, you get to laugh at each other, and then you get to come back around, and you get to support each other. <clears throat> and I believe that God meant the family to be something very special in all human relationships. And, and I get it, I get it. In our world today, I get it, that that's just not possible for a whole lot of people. But can we, can we talk today about what God intended and what this Christmas story is meant to be for those of us who walk in the real world and want some real answers to some real pain and real struggle? That what Jesus did, what, what God did in sending his son 2,000 years ago, is he answered something that was in the hearts and minds of every human being that walked the earth, which is that need to be connected to, that need to have somebody get you, to somebody see you, to some, for somebody to love you, for somebody just to really admire you. And if you think about it, God has been part of this family thing from before creation. It talks in the Bible about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being eternally present, coexistent, and together. They were living in family before we ever even got thought of. God never meant for us to do life alone. Nobody's at their best when they're all alone. And that's why you look at the Bible. From the very beginning, God talks about relationships. He made all the creatures, and it's interesting, he made them. It always says he made them male and female. He made them. He made them together, a partnership. And when it comes to man, it says that he made man out of the dust, breathed air and life into him. And then, and then it said that he sees after six days of creation, he says, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. And he comes to man. He makes him, and he says, and man was alone in the wilderness, in the garden. And the Lord said, Genesis 2.18, it is not good. First thing in the world that Lord God's ever said is not good. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make a helper suitable for him. And this is where it begins, that it's not good to be alone. God made the, the woman, they, they came together, they created a family, and this family structure became the core piece of all of society and civilization, upon which everything else is built. 
So we find that this thing called family is this incredible dream of God's for life to be created and to flourish and for community to form and for life to go really, really well. I'm sorry, this is my grandson. He can cry if he wants. <laughs> sorry, Pop's going a long time. This is what he said in Isaiah 9-6. We've been covering this the last few weeks. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But the part I want to focus on for a moment is just this. God sent his son to us. The guy who wrote this, Isaiah, wanted us to know that, that there's a gift being brought to the earth, and it's not just for the elect representatives of, the, of Israel's race. It wasn't just for the children of Abraham. For to us, it goes on to talk about in another passage here in the New Testament about his birth. It says, it's good news and great joy for all people. That the for us part. That means if you are single here today and you are just experiencing Christmas in a way that some of us aren't, and you're feeling like you could really use a connection with something Bigger, better, your heart could just use a little care and comfort and love. Jesus was God's personal invitation for you to have a family. You have a child. For to us, a child is born. For uh, To us, a son is given that Jesus wants to be a part of your family. If you're a young couple, if you are here visiting, if you're from out of state, if you're just brand new to, to Christianity and you're just trying to experience what it is we're all about, then the Bible talks about this was a gift. Jesus was God's personal invitation to join a family. I don't care what your family was like. I don't care if your family was totally amazing or totally messed up. God's invitation was for all of us to join a family. And Jesus was his invitation for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And all of these things that relate to him are now available to us. God said it's to us. Jesus, Jesus was a personal invitation. And in John 1.12 John tells us, to all who believed him and all who accepted and received him, he gave them the right to be called the children of God. God's raising a family. Many of you came long distances to be here tonight, and I just want to tell you, I'm so grateful you're here. And what we could do, if I could give you a Christmas present, I would tell you this. Find yourself a family of Christ followers, people who are crazy about Jesus, because when they're crazy about Jesus, they're going to be crazy about the things he taught and the ways he lived, and they're going to they're going to want to bond with you. You're going to want to connect with you. And there's going to be people who want to come around you and help support you and love you. Because the scripture said 58 times in the New Testament, we're to one another, one another. What, what does that mean? We're to love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, support one another, give to one another, help another, bear with one another, forgive one another, love one another. And that's what God was doing when he sent Jesus. He was saying, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. I want you to be seeing before you have to practice it. I want you to experience it before you have to live it. And God said, here, for unto us, a child is born. This is what it looks like to love. But the first thing we need to accept are a couple things. When it comes to your family, you didn't have a choice in the matter. You, didn't, you can pick your, your friends, but not your family. God gave you a certain number of people in your life. And you have to just come to terms with those are the people he surrounded you with. For whatever reason, in his wisdom, he has a plan for you. Not only in the spiritual family, but in the physical family. Family life is hardest and most rewarding part of life. Babies come into the world. They don't like church services that go more than three minutes into the talk time. 
there's just this reality that we live with the real, but we dream of the ideal. God wants us to know that when we follow him, there's always a tension between what we want and what we actually live with. So for Christmas, can I just suggest, can I just recommend that we take the gift that God has given and we reproduce this gift? And what we do is we don't get perfect families, but what if we could learn to love more perfectly? How do we practice Christmas? Well, can I just tell you what Jesus did? Let's do what God did. Let's make the first move. God sent something. He actually came. He came. Some of you, you need to just get up and you need to go to that person that is in your relationship circle that is strained, distant, difficult. Share some love. God demonstrated his love for us while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies. Christ died for us. There's somebody in your, in your story right now that God wants you to just wake up to the fact that he wants to love them through you. Christmas, one of the gifts you can give, and I don't care how much money you spend or have or don't have, there is something you can give, and that is a person who turns to everybody in your little circle, that little sphere of life, and you just tell them why you love them, what you treasure about them, how special they are, what they mean to you, what they've done for you, the ways they've contributed. Make the first move. Go to them. Be the presence of life to them. Then be the change you want to see in the world. Every great movement, every great thing begins with a single person saying, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to change this by changing me. Speak kind words. Refuse to be hateful. Go to that person. Then if all else fails, forgive and pray for them. Jesus did this from the beginning. He started loving people, showing people the way. And his very last act on earth before he was crucified was to say, Father, forgive them. I wonder how many of us for Christmas could just maybe present somebody who needs so desperately to hear, I forgive you from us. You hurt me deeply, can't take away the fact, won't erase the problem, but let me just tell you, I'm no longer holding that grudge. I'm laying that down. I want there to be peace between us. I forgive you. One of the greatest gifts we can bring to anybody in our life is the gift of forgiveness. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government, all these things will be on his shoulders. He'll be wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father. Now let me tell you the story, how it's written in Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, decree that a census should be taken from the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own towns to register. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there re to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, and suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared before uh, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth, 
peace to whom his favor rests. I'm just wanting to give just a moment to let you know that at Christmas, our money and all those things that we're going to give that are represented tonight by the packages under the tree, those are great, and those do speak to how much we care about somebody. But let me just tell you, maybe the greatest gift you can give is not something that's under a tree. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's an eye-to-eye get-together. Maybe it's meeting up for lunch. Maybe it's that sit-down-and-talk-through. Maybe it's that discussing that pointed, difficult thing that happened back then that you want to move past, and you're saying, listen, I'm not here to revive it. I'm not here to bring it up. I just want to be healed from it, and I just want to let you know I'm moving on, and I want to move on with you. Family is a crazy thing. We don't pick them, but we get to live with them. And I just want to say that this Christmas, our heart to you is this. If you don't have a home, Journey would like to be a church home for you. We would like to love you. We get to know you. We'd like to support you, encourage you. We'd like to give you the tools in order to make a life that is just truly amazing. We'd like to work with you. Not perfect. As a family, you can tell we're just as dysfunctional as everybody else, but we want to get this right. And this Christmas is all about family. For unto us, a child is born. We're parents, proud parents. Unto us, a son is given. And that son is the one that changed it all. And if you receive him in your heart, if you open your heart to him, he can transform you tonight. We're going to ask God's blessing. As the band comes to lead us in our final moments, I want to ask God's blessing on your Christmas, on your relationships, and on your family. God, as we close. I don't see anything more important in the relational world than our family, and, and that means sometimes the physical family that we're born with, but sometimes it has to be the family that we've gathered around us because the other isn't possible. And I pray for everyone in this space tonight that everyone here would just sense that there is an invitation for them to join a forever family, that this child that was born was given to us so that we can be forgiven and healed and made new. That when we step into relationship with you and out of this life of searching and lostness and disconnect, that we actually have the lights turned on and we get to experience life as you intended. I just pray that the people in this room tonight would experience this child, this light. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight what we're going to do is we're going to close with a little candle lighting ceremony. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come down and my family and I are going to come to the ends of each rose and light the candles and you'll pass it on down the way you do it. The person with the light, please hold it upright. And the person that's not lit, tip it. We rarely get away from this without a lot of wax, but let's try our best tonight. Keep your candles upright if it's burning. Tip it towards them and in a moment we'll close in prayer. Let's sing together as we light. You can go and stand with us.
hold your candle. Let's sing it together. Make this our declaration to God.
snow didn't put it out so just a little reminder that the light that you possess the light of knowledge the light of truth the light of the spirit of Christ that is in you is the light that will transform the world from a dark and hopeless place that we experience all around us every day every moment to a place of life and thriving and flourishing this is the this is the world that God intended and as we take the light that is in us the light that has been given through Christ, through his birth, born through us who believe it will transform our lives and our world. Our prayer tonight is that you go out these doors and you have a very Merry Christmas. And not only a Merry Christmas, but that life in the Son, in the Christ, would be a brand new life for you. May God be with you. May God bless you. May he give you an amazing Christmas and a wonderful new year. Have a wonderful night. Let's blow out our candles together, gently, and you can hand them to the ushers on the way out. God bless you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you hopefully on Sunday. God bless. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you.